Hey everyone, welcome to Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and I've suffered from depression nearly my entire life. It sucks. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health, broken down in a relatable way and told through personal experiences. P.S. I'm not a doctor, but each week my guests and I will cover everything from recognizing symptoms of anxiety and depression to providing accessible tips, tools, and resources that support mental wellness. So get your weekly prescription with me. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and today I'm joined by Lauren Rockborough. Lauren Roxburgh is an internationally renowned author, wellness educator, leader, and inspirational speaker, dubbed the body whisperer, and a regular contributor to Goop, Women's Health Mag, and Mind Body Green. Lowe, as she's known, is regularly featured on some of the top global podcasts like Broken Brain, Ben Greenfield, Be Well by Kelly, The Genius Life, and so many more. Roxburgh is the go-to writer and expert on all things holistic body care, fascia, alignment, emotional health, and movement medicine. She regularly works with Hollywood's A-List, along with some of the top athletes, and surgeons on the planet. Named the Body Alignment Pro by Vogue, Lowe has also been listed as one of the eight tech pioneers to watch by Entrepreneur Magazine. She also is the founder and CCO of the popular Aligned Tribe Collective Community and the founder of the virtual Aligned Life Studio wellness platform and the creator of the Body Collection. Hey, Lauren. <laughs> or I can call you Low, right? Please. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I, like I was saying right before we kind of officially started, um, my girlfriend has been raving about you forever. And I used to work with someone who now really only works with like one family post or during COVID who was a fascia expert like would release fascia all over your body and I found it so helpful and kind of life-changing and so when Ali would tell me about you because you are known as the fascia expert can you let us know what exactly fascia is for those who don't know just explain a bit yes yes so fascia to me I call it my love language (laughs) fascia is um, in medicine they're calling it now the sensory organ So it's where we feel everything. But from just to give people a visual of what it is, it's this incredible scaffolding that wraps around our entire body, like kind of like a full body wetsuit. It lays right underneath the skin and it all right above the muscles. So it's like think of it as this kind of matrix matrix, this kind of liquid crystal that holds and encases our lymph nodes, our nerves, and our meridians. So it's affecting our chi as well. If you're familiar with Chinese medicine, which many people are now, and it's very validated in the medical world. So it's a, it's this living organ organism in our body, in our energy, and it affects our energy and our flow of energy and uh, also our lymph. So it's really important for our immunity and just our overall health in general and how we process um, toxins and all of that stuff too. So Fascia to me is, so it's all of those medical things, but it also is just where we feel. So if you're a like touchy feely person, like fascia is going to be your, your jam. So fascia is just, it, it's basically the body's way to communicate with us. So when people say like, I have pain here in one area of the body, I'm always like, okay, well let's look at the pain instead of, you know, covering it up with medicine or whatever, like some sort of topical thing or injecting it with something. Why don't we actually look at what your, what your body's trying to talk to you about? And that's where like the whole thing of the body whisper, it's really about learning to listen to the whispers of our body before they become the screams. So it's learning how to become more in rhythm with our body. So when we open up our minds and our hearts and our energy to this whole new kind of system in the body, what I love about fascia is it does bridge science with spirituality because it's where we feel it opens up sensuality and again it's like connected to our chakras our energy centers and our organs and our um even our glands so it's such an important area of the body that's super under um valued in our culture and our society it wasn't until 2007 
that the fascia congress fascial congress was established in um in germany which is kind of a big deal and um the way i was introduced to the work was in 2009 very shortly after that um i was introduced to a body of work by a woman named ida rolf and ida rolf if you're familiar with rolfing or any kind of like deeper body work Ida Rolf is roffing. Like she she's, created, yeah, she's, she created that method. She did. So Ida oh. Rolf, what I love about her, she was a woman in the 1960s. She was actually a rocket scientist. Believe, believe it or not. She was studying how the human wow. body was relating to gravity. And in her study, she discovered fascia. She found this amazing, like saran wrap that was wrapping around the entire body. And she realized that it was this huge missing piece for like holistic health and, you know, living, not just surviving in our body, but actually thriving and really, you know, getting to these, all these new levels of human potential. So she created this body of work that was based on the 10 sessions that were each area of the body, you know, you broke it down, which is what my method. And I always give her credit. So I kind of blended like Rolfing with Pilates and Joseph Pilates. I always wish that Joseph Pilates and Ida Rolf could have like met and worked together because <laughs> Their modalities were so similar and they both studied, you know, like osteopathic work and, um, you know, different kind of holistic healing modalities. A lot of the ancient wisdoms, yoga, breath work, and, um, and they put it all together into these two ways. And I feel lucky enough to be able to combine those two and then bring it even to a next level of talking about what the, how nutrition affects our fascia as well. So I kind of created this thing called fascia foods. Cause we can eat to help our connective tissue, just like we can eat to help our skin. So it's pretty cool. What, what are the foods to help sort of combat? I don't know if you'd use that word, combat fascia. Yeah. So, okay. A good way to explain, that's a good way to actually bring it up because essentially what can go wrong with our fascial systems are we end up having those knots, right? Scar tissue, you know, everyone has like a knot in their shoulder. I used to think that those knots were the muscle bound up but it's actually the tissue above the muscle that becomes bound. And so essentially what happens when we get those knots is the tissue becomes dehydrated. So it's not getting the blood flow, the chi, the lymph, the white blood cells coming through to purify it. It's actually just sitting there and building up toxins within that thick, dense um, connective tissue. So you can call fascia connective tissue. It's the same thing. And so what happens is it pulls this kind of congestion in the body. So it really has an impact again on our immunity and our lymph and our body to uh, body's ability to release, um, you know, the waste, the garbage of the body. So we need to keep moving that fascia and the beautiful way. What's so cool about fascia is it's incredibly malleable. Number one. And number two, mm. how do you actually affect your fascia? Of course, there are so many ways, but really what's happening is when you apply pressure to those knots that kind of almost like think of it like hard, dense plastic in your body, almost like an internal um, cast, you know, like if you got like a cast on your arm, you broke a bone, becomes like this internal cast. So it really decreases your range of motion, your flexibility, your ability to digest food because we have fascia in our organs as well. It's also what connects our joints to our, oh, our bones to our joints. Yeah. yeah. So it's a huge thing with like gut health as well as like there's fascia inside the organs that helps protect and keep things moving through our organs as well. So anything we do to like roll and breathe and apply pressure to our fascia or stretch, like you see, like, I mean, basically yoga is affecting our fascia as well. You watch animals, they move their bodies in all these different ways and they, you know, they twist and they invert and they, you know, do their down dogs and their up, you know, up dogs, down dogs, cats, all of their stretching. You can watch them move their bodies just basically a little bit each day. It just clears the cobwebs in the body and it really helps kind of, I call it like stress hygiene. It's like moving that emotional energy through because also emotions live in our fascia as well. So I always say trauma can actually live in the tissues. Trauma can get stuck in the tissues if we don't move it out through we don't move our emotions, emotions, energy in motion. We need to continue to move that energy through or else we can become carrying it around like a bag of coals. And that is a big part of mental health. So I think it's actually a really big piece. And I love what the work that you're doing because fascia, my love language, touch, all of that can really help people move whatever trauma they've been through 
usually a lot of times I'll see clients come in that have depression. Well, the depression is really, they walk in hunched over, forward folding, defeated. They're not able to really take that deep breath. So they're not even, they think the world is against them. So they're recoiling in and they're contracting inward. And so even just to get someone to be able to expand in their body and their tissue and their energy a little bit more and learn how to breathe in a more efficient way, it can right. literally change their mental state in like within minutes. So it's, it's one of those things that's so practical and so tangible and you can feel it because it's our sensory organ and you can put it into action anytime, anywhere. No, it's really cool to see. I was seeing on your website and, you know, showing just, I mean, I know it's, it may just look physical, right? Yeah. The before and after, even just the testimonials of some woman was like, my husband thinks I've completely changed, yeah. you know, in a great way, had to show. And I, you see that with the fascia blaster, because I have like a little one I use on my face yeah. everywhere. And especially the face I know in the jaw, when I release that, mm -hmm. it, it really helps it's emotionally. Amazing. Yeah, right? Getting so, those kind of swallowed it, emotions that we haven't really said you know you gotta maybe you aren't supposed to say them because it's the wrong place to say it but you can move the energy through in other ways and so you started really your work up with wellness at a young age of 16 yeah right? when your when your mother was cancer so can you take us there and what that was like and how you came to that i guess decision direction of your life, you know, life's work. Yeah, it was definitely kind of an awakening. So when she was sick, I would drive her to go to her cancer treatments at Stanford University, like one of the best, you know, places to get medical treatment in the world. And I would ask the doctors like, so can you just give me a little more information about cancer? I want to know, like, what is the root of this, you know, and my mom had always been into like Deepak Chopra and all of those amazing people that were really bringing in this, you know, new kind of integrative medicine. And so I kind of already had that in my mind or in my subconscious programming, I guess. And I, I asked the doctors and they just kept saying, well, you know, we don't really know. So I was happy they were humble. And they said, we think it's, you know, um, hereditary, like genetics. We also think it's environmental. And they didn't really mention like nutrition or emotional stuff at all. So I just was like, wait a second, there's more to this story and I want to figure it out. And the doctors don't really know the whole story. So that's kind of why I didn't go down the really like medical way, because I thought there's this other piece in as far as like holistic and energy and learning about even quantum physics and um, the law of attraction and all of that stuff too. So I just, I went on a journey and the first thing I started studying was nutrition I got really passionate about that and connecting food with health and wellness and well-being. And, you know, at a young age, that kind of was the most, it made the most sense and it was the most accessible at that younger age. And then it took me on a journey to study all these other modalities. Um, the first one was Pilates and then yoga and Kundalini yoga and Reiki and um, Thai yoga massage and all kinds of you know, different things, wherever my heart kind of pulled me, I just went and learned and wanted to continue to learn. And then the last one I discovered was, um, well, actually, I'm still studying all kinds of stuff now. But um, the last one in that genre was the structural integration. So the rolfing. So that's what kind of solidified it all and brought it all together for me. Wow. Yeah. When did you really start, I guess, practicing, you know, oh, like yeah. in um, plants and because I feel like you're so knowledgeable and have so much experience. Yeah. So I started practicing with actual clients at like 19. So really early on, like as soon as I started would learn something, I would then either start practicing with people and just give it to them for free and, you know, get feedback. And then, you know, from then on, I, I never had like a regular job. Like it was straight into like being self-employed. <laughs> And then I went in, in my twenties, in my mid twenties, I started a wellness center, an actual tangible wellness center, um, in Manhattan beach of all places. Actually, it was, um, it was really fun learning lesson. And I had that place for about six years and had like 20 employees working there. It was huge. And then I realized I got pregnant and I realized this is like getting to be too much of management. And I really wanted to write books. And so I sold the business when I got pregnant with my first baby. And then at that same time, it was really amazing. I got a book, my first book deal 
And that's kind of when I met Gwyneth right around that time after I had my first baby. And then she was super interested and excited about fascia and rolling. And then we started doing some great work together and helping more people kind of get to know this part of their body. And then we did some great work with like the pelvic floor and all of that. So that was like a big piece on kind of how I went from being a practitioner to then being kind of, I don't know, like a, um, an, an educator. And having big, uh, I don't even know, I guess it's not even a class, but sort of a conference, you know, reaching so many more yes. people and doing like events and classes and whatnot. Yeah. And that's been really fun. I've really enjoyed that. It's taken a little while to, to not be sh like shy. Cause you know, I'm usually like just one-on-one -on -one with people, but now I actually really thrive on it and I love it. And I think it's really fun to um, just help. It's really about educating and inspiring people and I love when people are can open their eyes to something new that they didn't know about before and how they can immediately apply it and really create change very quickly. Yeah, that's I actually I was going to ask you, do you prefer one on one or you now you're warming up to reaching bigger people at once? I mean, what is your favorite thing to practice with or teach someone? You know, honestly, it, I, maybe it's hard. No, to say. I love that. Um, I actually love both equally, I would say. I mean, I love the class vibe because there is something with a collective energy coming together and holding space for each other. And there's something I think that we can't quite measure in scientific ways at this point. We will eventually. But I think there's something really powerful with that. Um, and I really love like for me, it was actually quite a big deal to to be to create my first program, which I know Allie loves is the, um, my first book was the taller, slimmer, younger book. And it really was, it sounds super aesthetic, but it's actually very much about like posture and learning about your body awareness and consciousness and kind of bringing in all these other layers. And, um, the beautiful thing about doing that book. And then I created this online program course that went along with it with recipes and whatnot. And, um, it was so cool to see that without me touching someone, they were doing the most amazing transformations just with like this knowledge. So Really, for me, what's exciting is to, to really hand the power back to the people and um, have them feel empowered and liberated to do the work on their own and become their own healer. Like my new thing is like awaken the healer within because we have this amazing healing energy inside of us that we just need to know that's there and, and um, let it do its thing. So that's my most excited part. That's really cool. And it's also nice to know it's really with that first book and that's still so popular, you only need a foam roller. It's not, I mean, and your knowledge, yeah. but it doesn't cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, that's exactly it. They think expensive when they think wellness or health and, or even mental health, you know? It's very true. It's so true. There's very simple things. And for me, the roller was I always, it's funny cause I'm like called like the roller girl and everything. And it actually, what's beautiful about that is yeah. the roller is like this bridge. It's like this way, like, come on in, come on into this new world, this new way, this new lifestyle. And it really is like very, again, it's super inexpensive. It looks cool. It, when you see it there, it reminds you of your daily practice and you could spend five minutes on the roller or you could spend an hour, you know, and do all the other combinations and but you will feel change in just five minutes. So that's pretty cool. Now, can you do your, if you have a roller that has like the indents on it, is, can you still do what your program is or do you recommend getting the smooth roller? Well, yeah, so I, I know people ask that a lot because I have a lot of people like internationally too and it's so hard with supply chains right now. But honestly, really, obviously I've created the roller very, I mean, it took me like a year to get it right, but I will say like get a medium density roller that feels a little bit more like memory foam because the idea with fascia is it's not about having a super hard, it's not like you want to take your elbow and dig it into the bone. Remember we're, we're talking about this beautiful matrix of all of these systems that are right underneath the skin and above the muscle. So you want to be affecting that part of the body. So it's not about how deep you go. It's about kind of how much you can clear the areas and push the, um, you know, the density down. And then what happens when you release is you get all that fresh oxygenated blood and nutrients and lymph to come back through. And that's what creates more of that fluffing of the tissue. It's like waking up the tissue. So it actually becomes more radiant, more glowing, um, and it help, it heals the tissue, which helps with cellulite and all those kind of aesthetic things. Mm -hmm. 
but also it helps free the nerves so you free the pain as well yeah like it also like you've said like digestion neck pain shoulder posture i mean i have to be careful i definitely am someone that digs (laughs) so i need to get your roller before doing your roller because i have a roller that's so hard and it has these edges and every physical therapist i work with katie don't because i will just dig 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 and then i'll be like covered in bruises yeah because i like the way of I'm like, wait, this is not, this is not right. Well, somewhere in between. So, because some, yeah. some people like it a little bit more. That's fine. If you like it more aggressive, I think it's just like, really, when I think about what is the idea of alignment, it's like, it's not about just like rolling out this one area. It's about getting all the systems in a better alignment. So working with the feet and the ankles and the legs will help you you know, like your, your hips become more efficient and less stagnant and like the fluids can flow more efficiently and similar with like digestion. When your body is in better alignment, your digestion is going to be better. So your energy and your chi is flowing through and you're going to be able to process emotions better and um, just feel more robust when you're, when you're in that alignment. So it's not about like when people go and roll their IT bands, I'm like, actually, I've never recommended the IT bands being rolled. You really need to look at like what's below the IT bands. You should be working with the feet and the ankles and getting the feet more dynamic and like helping the, like, it's like, that's why you have to look at the body really holistically and as this matrix that works together. It's really cool. Should people not roll their IT bands? Well, it's funny because that I've been telling, I've been mentioning to people not to, and then they finally, science just released recently, like we don't recommend rolling your IT bands anymore because essentially what your IT band is, it's a really thick band. So it doesn't actually become malleable very easily. The reason why it has pain is because it's being pulled from something else. So it's usually has to do with how you're walking, what your gait is like, how you're standing. Like, are you rolling out on the sides of your feet and supinating? Are you pronating and putting weight on the insides of your feet as well? So I roll out yeah. and, and, and my foot woman, and she always is, she goes, this is going to help the IT band. Yeah. That's why my, the IT band. Exactly. That's a good point. So it's not, yeah. So especially the IT band is just a good example of why it's like the the specific kind of tissue that it is is not affected as much from rolling but that's interesting because i think people um me included will just be like i'm gonna roll this out and get it get it right and like they don't think of the whole yeah that it's not like about getting it right and where is maybe this pain coming from yes and that it's your whole body you know, not just one area. Yeah. So that, you have to... that idea of integration, it's like everything, like when you affect one area, you're going to affect all the whole system. So it's good to not only focus on one area the whole time. Like people want to spot, you know, strengthen their core, or their abs. It's like, actually, if you want better abs, first of all, we know abs are made in the kitchen anyway. But um, if you want, you know, a different <laughs> waistline, for instance, like, then that has to that has a lot to do with posture and like even your tilt of your pelvis and looking at that and how your diaphragm is functioning and you know your lung capacity and all of that stuff too so there's a lot of different layers to it and i think it, i just think it's funny when people try to spot spot treat certain areas and you're like you're missing the point that's not what it's about so yeah that's that's true and i i know that I think it was Allie that told me this. And I was like, oh, that makes sense because my hips are always tight. Do you you hold anger in your hips, right? You can. A lot of different are emotions. Different, are there different emotions you hold in different areas of your body? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's funny. It's really a hard one to be super specific and general about because it is different for different bodies and different things that are going on. But typically, as we know, like, the pelvis, which are connected to the hips as well, a lot of that has to do with our primal instincts, our survival instincts. It has to do with finances, family, a lot of times trauma. If you've held, if you have had sexual trauma or whatnot, it can really grip the energy down in the pelvis and and store that anger and the 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 trauma or the anger of the trauma that happened too. So it really depends. I mean, in the armpit area, in the you know, the intercostals, which are like, basically, if you picture it, lymph nodes. Yeah, right around there. But if you think of like, when you're angry, you're just squeezing your arms into your body, like squeezing in like, oh, my God, I can't believe that person did that to me. It's like a subconscious thing. 
And so we do hold a lot of, um, a lot of, um, emotional energy in the rib cage as well. So it's actually really amazing. Oh, like moving the, my rib cage yeah, is always, I'm always doing the fascia thing. Yes. I tend my ribs get so stuck. Totally. I think I told a lot. Yeah. I mean, cause we, yes. we are like, we may not even know it might be doing it when we're sleeping and it's like this subconscious clutching and like in here in the heart area, you know, and then that's the lymph nodes in the armpits as well, um, is a lot of resentment can live in here. So that's like breast cancer, which is what my mom, you know, was diagnosed with and, and did later end up, um, passing away from because she was re-diagnosed and, like so much resentment and anger and victimhood from my dad as her story is leaving her and, um, you know, just being really angry and, and not like forgiving. So like, to me, forgiveness is a nutrient. Forgiveness is not only, it's a gift that you give to yourself. And once you can give that to yourself, really where the actual healing happens is when we can not only forgive ourselves in the situation, but actually when we can have gratitude for the experience, which by the way, is not easy at all. But when we can get to that point, which means you have to like have gratitude for like the most disgusting things, you know, which, but my whole thing is like every obstacle is an opportunity. We're here. We we're here on planet earth to be in earth school and to learn and to evolve and to grow. And so every time we have something to go through, hopefully if we look at it, we realize it's happening not to us, but for us. So that's a, those are powerful kind of concepts, I think with mental health as well, just to kind of open up people's mind and perspective on mm. how we process life and how we move through life in, in all those ways. It's powerful. Yes. It's easier said than yes, done. And it is. it's, you brought that up because I know on one of your um, Instagram posts, January 9th, you talked about I think it was a quote you had tagged some other people of what if instead of adding a bunch of resolutions to your to-do list this year, we all decided to let go of some things that aren't serving us anymore. Yeah. And I listed the five things. Yay. I think a lot of them are very hard, but I just, you know, if we have time to take that, number one was is holding on to resentment. Yes. Number two, self-doubt. Mm -hmm. Number three, living in lack, mm -hmm. quote unquote. Uh, number four, judging others. And number five, feeling envious. Yes. I think number two is the hardest for me. But any advice you can give people for all, I mean, I think all of these are hard. But for me, when I saw that list, I think self-doubt is really, and I think probably a lot of people experience that. Yeah. I feel like that's harder to let go of because it's being critical of yourself than maybe, I mean, judging others probably too. But I don't know. I, for me, like self-doubt, I think is really hard. And if you could speak a bit on that to our listeners, I think that's would be really helpful. Absolutely. I mean, self-doubt is, I think everyone has a level of that because especially if you're in new territory and you're trying something new, we're going to all feel like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing, but here's what I always come back to. If it's coming from our heart and it's coming from our intuition and our instincts on a direction that we're going in, then whatever happens is meant to happen. And it's part of the growth and the evolution of it. Like everything that I've chosen to do in my career with, as far as studying all the different modalities and bringing it all together, just it became, because it came from my heart and soul, literally like, and from my, I guess from my personal power, it just became this literal like magnet for miracles. It became a magnet for like, meeting the most incredible people to work with and then being able to create this amazing platform to be able to serve to the world. And so what I would say about self-doubt is usually if we're not in that place coming from our soul and our heart, then usually it's like we're coming from our ego or we're doing it because someone told us to do it or because it's cool and we're trying to fit in, trying to fit into a box. If it's coming from your heart, do not have any doubt and just realize that even if you fall down, that's how you learn. That's how we learn our lessons. And that's how we grow. And that's how we become the best at what we, you know, hopefully are doing. Because I believe that every human on the planet has come with a beautiful gift. And one of the ways, one of the best things we can do in our lives is discover what that gift is and then give it to the world. So it's actually very healing for us to be able to do that. And it gives us purpose and it gives us something to 
get up every day and focus on in a beautiful way. So self-doubt right. is normal and natural. And if, you know, that's how I feel like you can kind of discern between what is self-doubt? Is it coming because I'm trying to do something to fit into a certain thing? Um, or is it self-doubt because, uh, fuck, I, I got to learn some lessons, you know, because I'm doing this from my heart. But if you're doing it from your heart, it's not going to be like whatever you go through is going to be for the, the purpose of what you're meant to give to the world. I think that's a really good point because I think I get a lot of self-doubt sometimes just with this may be a silly example, like social media, right? And then I'm thinking like, it's a, it's always been when I didn't want to post something and I felt like I had to, yeah. or I really didn't want to tell the story. Or if you have self-doubt about going to a party or an event because maybe you've moved on from this crowd or these people. Like, obviously there's so many other instances of self-doubt, but I think self-doubt can also, like you said, if you're learning something new yeah. and you're experiencing something new, it's more about the confidence, you know? Yeah. And, and actually but being brave. Yeah. Having the courage to get out there and do something new. And if you have that glimmer of, you know, intuition or something that's like, I don't know why I just, I have to go here or like you doing this podcast. Like I, I'm sure this has come from your heart. Like this is a beautiful thing. And you're, you're like, I just, I don't know why I just have to do it. It's like, that's how I feel like I've made so many choices in my life. And, you know, I think it's really been, it's actually been an amazing way to live from that place of, you know, like I never thought, Oh, I'm going to create a roller line and all of that. Like, I didn't think like I'm going to brand and do all this stuff. No, I did it from my heart because I really wanted to help people. And, you know, all of these magical things, this serendipity and the synchronicity just kind of comes together from, from, but I think that's kind of the, that's really the hardest part is how do people are like, how do I get to that point? Well, the self-doubt for me and that whole list um, that we mentioned, those things just get in the way of finding your truth and your essence and your real mm -hmm. soul. Like it's like we're peeling back the layers and the armor and the first layer of armor is the fascia, right? And then we peel away all that other stuff like the subconscious programming and the belief systems and people just don't realize how powerful they are. They don't realize how much magic they have in them, you know, but everyone can. It's just, you know, it takes a little time, more of that inner shift as we create the inner shift is actually how we create the shift on the planet. Which of these five is hardest for you? What was the first one again? You're like, I've mastered. No, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> the first, I'm joking. So it's holding on to resentment, self-doubt, living in lack. That's oh, in living in lack. That's uh, the judging one. Judging others. So living in lack for me was the one that I've had to do the most work around in the last few years, especially because... Growing up when my mom was sick, she couldn't work very much. So we were always like, you know, like bar barely making it like financially. And so for me, that was more a lack in like a financial way. And so I actually like Joe Dispenza's work really helped me tremendously. I actually found his work right when I was writing my second book, The Power Source. And I kind of like dove into his body of work and I met him and did actually we were speaking at some events together but I really just got into his, um, to that quantum, you know, physics energy of like, if we're feeling lack and even like with conscious language, if we're feeling a sense of lack, like there's not enough for me, then that's just what we're going to keep getting. So like one example I like to use, it's kind of a conscious language, quantum physics thing, but it's like the, the big one for me was like, oh, I have to like pay all my bills and I have to pay my rent. And then I have to pay my nanny to look after my kids to be able to work. So I reframed it and just changed the language around it. And I was like, I get to pay my rent. I get to pay my nanny for her to be here and look after mm -hmm. my child and be, and then I can go out into the world and do what my heart, you know, my purpose is also being a mom too. But you know how it is when you have that balance between um, motherhood and work. But that to me, it literally does, it did change the energy of lack for me so it's like it's like yesterday I posted something which was you know what if we changed envy the energy of envy and the emotion of envy and and actually alchemized it into inspiration it's like it's just it's that simple I know it sounds crazy but all of those things like resentment that sounds very hard for me <laughs> I know resentment we alchemize into forgiveness hard. that's hard for me too I mean I like the idea yeah, I mean, I know it's new and it's it's a little bit out there. Wait, say it again. Oh, the other one I was saying is taking resentment and actually alchemizing it into forgiveness. You know what I mean? So 
And I know it's a process. It doesn't happen. Do you now? Do you recommend rolling every day? Right. I mean, it's, you, is rolling something you can do every day. I do. I think you know. At the end of the day, it is one of those things that just never gets old, and it will literally prevent you from feeling old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a stress hygiene. It's an emotional hygiene. It clears the cobwebs. It gives your body this internal shower. And even if you're just do, like I said, five minutes at the end of the day, like undo the damage of the day from sitting on your phone or texting or hunching over and being in that. That's a good point. You know, gluing yourself into those positions for too long. Like the body can do that. Here's the key though, is like, you don't want to like, after a day like that, go to sleep and let everything glue itself into that position. Just at the end of the day, create the space, lay on the roller long way, get a, take a few breaths, and um, get in and, and just bring the awareness when you're doing it, that things are shifting and changing and that you're, you are purifying yourself on all these levels and you will sleep deeper. And then in the morning, you won't wake up as stiff. You'll feel more energy in the morning as well. So it's pretty cool. Simple. No, that's, it's also a good point. You said how to get a roller that you can lie the, your full body yeah. on because I'm tall torso where I have to put the roller I have now, I have to get another one. And it's like, not oh, stable. Yeah. So I think it's important that when you get a roller, you want one that you yourself can lie your whole, you know, head yes. to the end of the spine on. If you're going to get one roller, because yeah, get the long, it's called the 36 inch one. It supports pretty much every, I mean, I had like LeBron James on that thing. So you can, I mean, if you get someone that tall on it, like head to tail supported. Mine, I'm like rolling off of it. Now I've heard about this dance again, back Allie talks about your like fun energy or like get rid of the oh like, yeah day dance. oh yeah and I've seen her do it so what now do you do that every day too yes that because I think that's such fun where you just go out and you just you know let it go oh yeah and, like shake everything out so that's like it's somatic it's somatic um release so like a lot of ways again this and this goes back to the what I've studied in trauma and Peter Levine's body of work, which is he studied like how, you know, animals kind of emoted their trauma, like if they were like hit by a car or they fell or something, what they would do is they would shake and like breathe. And even like another really good one is to hum or to ohm. It vibrates um, your, your throat, you know, so laughing, even coughing sometimes ends up being like a somatic release as well. Like I had that happen to me in a healing session recently where I got this itch in my throat and then I just <laughs> coughed and then it was gone. Like it was just like the energy moving out. So laughing, coughing, humming, shaking. Um, you know, I do, I do some of these somatic dance flows where you're just doing like non-linear movement. So it's really about like, again, kind of moving the body and all the different planes of movement and not doing things so linear. That's what I don't like about the current kind of fitness paradigm is everything's so linear and you're not actually able to kind of purify yourself in the way we need to, to really. And that's why I love the rebounder. Cause you can, when you jump and you bounce on that thing, it really helps. Um, it massages all the cells of your body and it also helps purify your body and really good for energy release as well. So yeah, I mean, rolling, twisting, all of those things too. But so many ways to release a new modality that I'm getting so into that I wanted to share with you is sound healing. I don't know if you've ever been to a sound, a Tibetan sound bowl healing class or anything, or like have a session. I did a class at Mira at Miraval oh, cool. yeah. in Arizona. It was, it was amazing. I mean, they're really, it was really cool. Right. So the thing I love really about cool. it is you can actually measure it. Like there's apps that measure the Hertz, like the frequency. And so when someone's in a more disease state, you know, you probably heard like inflammation is where like disease thrives. So it's a lower vibrational state. So it's, you know, we say like, we want to elevate our vibration. Like we actually mean that, like it's an actual vibrational energy in the body. And so when you do the sound healing, I think it's around 1500 megahertz when you do the, the sound bowls have about 1500 megahertz. And then if someone was sick, they would have their hertz would be like around 600 or something like that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's what I'm giving you guys like totally um, rough estimates, but when, then they do a sound healing session and you can do the sound healing to yourself. You just need to order, a, you need a, you know, a, a bowl and it actually lifts your, your vibrational energy in your body. So it's really good for building your immune system and helping 
release trauma too. So a lot of the trauma, again, gets stuck in the body. And the thing about trauma is it's not, it's not actually what happened to us. It's how our body dealt with what happened to us. And that's really what trauma is essentially. When you think about trauma, it's how we responded to the circumstance. It's not actually the circumstance. It's how our body processed it. So the cool thing about that is it gives our, gives us our power back because then we actually realize like, okay, my body responded in this way. Okay. And so that was probably subconscious the way it responded. So now that I'm conscious of it, I can now do some work on myself to move that through. And that's really important for obviously mental health and the world, what we're going through in the world and collective trauma and all the mask wearing and everything that feels like people are just so kind of contracted in a way and recoiled and not feeling supported. So we'll get there. And this is going to be an amazing, great offering for you. But the sound healing is like one of these new modalities, same way I was saying to a friend the other day, I feel the same about sound healing that I felt about fascia when I first discovered it in 2009. So I'm like, Ooh, this is like a next level, like get ready everyone. Cause this is going to be the next thing that we need. That is almost like more important than meditation. Cause I think so many people are going to have trouble sitting still it's bring you into different brainwave state. It changes your, um, the right and the left hemisphere of the brains because the, the sounds go in different ears. So it actually helps your brain waves calm down too. So it's, yeah. it's really cool. It's very science, which I love. No, they, they sold a little bowl at Mirabel and I've been wanting to order it. I need to order it. You, you know, do. it was just like a little sound because I thought oh, it's really hard to recreate and then that you know you don't need a lot like you're saying you, you just don't. they had a little bowl and you could just just one bowl so. will do i mean i've been using it with my kids when i put them to bed at night they like literally like their eyes start rolling in the back of their head they're like i mean it's it's like a drug i mean it's beyond like it's crazy when you start doing it really regularly you're it's just like and you you can put it on you put the bowl on your body so if there's an area that you're feeling stagnant oh, yeah, yeah. My belly. yeah yeah that's You've nice. got to order one. My sound yeah. bowl teacher is like, if everyone can order a bowl, it will actually help lift the vibration of the planet too. So cool. No, it's true. That's actually, that's a cool point. I know. Okay. Well, we end every inter- interview with five questions okay. that are like quick little. Cool. I like that. Get to know you. Nice. Uh, the first question is, what do you do for a mental break? So if you just want to. I mean, I feel like you do a lot of stuff where you're so in your body, but if maybe you want to do even not in your body, maybe that's yeah. your mental break. Well, the sound healing is huge. I do. I'll, I'll, I'll just be like, I'm going to go in the other room and lay down and I'll put the bowl on my body or even just going outside and being like doing, you know, forest bathing, being in nature, even just sitting on the earth, like putting my pelvis and my, my, you know, my butt on the earth and actually letting the earth energy come in to kind of help with releasing or reducing inflammation and bringing grounding me. And then the other thing that I just love is like, is making like a beautiful meal. It's like, to me, it's so feminine and I love gathering the ingredients and it's kind of very sensual and it's pleasurable to me. I know some people hate cooking, but it's actually one of the things that brings me so much joy and it fills my soul in such a way. And, um, you know, getting a good hug, getting a good cuddle from my love bugs, my loved one, my loved ones. And then of course, like doing any kind of breath work or, you know, laying down and, and listening to some binarial beats to get my brain waves to like, just get out of my mind and actually just let my body restore and heal. Taking a nap, phenomenal. Um, doing something nice for someone else that always <laughs> fills me up. Super simple, but yeah. go hug your neighbor. Um, turn the music up. Music is yeah, so Yeah, I amazing. like cooking too. Cooking? Yeah, it's amazing. I find it very relaxing. Me too. If it's not for like, you know, 25 people. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a, small, um, a small meal. So yeah, totally. Small meal. Yeah, actually I had Allie and some other girlfriends here, like four people. But yes, when it's Thanksgiving and that's more stressful. Yes. But yeah. A, like special group of people it's great to cook isn't it yeah there's so much love to put in it uh number two is when was the last time you cried <gasps> actually honestly this morning because i mean this sounds crazy but like canada just canada just lifted the mandates um for everything and well it's coming like this weekend so i was just oh, happy they did. i was just happy to wow. hear that i think even if it's not the whole country it was like one of the um 
areas, the territories just lifted the mandates for like basically this weekend. And I thought that's just so amazing that people just, there won't be as much division and much, you know, as much, you know, kind of people just being so mean to each other. So I just, I'm such a believer in just being kind to every person and every being that you come in contact with. So I'm just, to me, that was actually big. So I cry actually a lot because I think that's another way, obviously we, we emote and um, whether it's happy cry or sad cry, it's good to cry. It's energy that needs to come out. I'm glad to hear you say that because whenever I ask people, some, some people are like, well, it was like three months ago. I feel like I cry every yeah, day. Yeah, totally. So. Okay, good. <laughs> it's a healthy thing. It's a shower. It's a I know. I'm like, um, <laughs> yeah. What are you currently reading? Oh gosh. Um, actually my spiritual teacher's book is called freedom transmissions and it's definitely interesting cause she channels some, um, spiritual beings and it's, but it's like, it's helping with understanding what's happening right now on the planet uh, in a different way. Like it's like, it's going from kind of three dimensional to fourth dimensional or whatever you want to call it. But that book, she's incredible. She is just like one of those people that's a word of mouth person, but her book is, is really helpful. It's a beautiful offering. Her name is Carissa and um, her book is called freedom transmission. So highly recommend what's it. Her, what's her name? Carissa Schumacher. I'll text it okay. to you. Yeah. I'll share it with you. It's really amazing. Okay, great. Yeah. What is the best and worst advice you've been given? Oh gosh. The best advice I was ever given, I would say, is follow your heart. The worst advice I was given, honestly, was when I was in my late 20s, when I was ready to go and study this structural integration, this body work, this fascia, someone, well, I was married to someone else at the time, and his father said to me, because I said, oh, I'm so excited. I want to go back to school and study this. He was like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be having babies. Don't go back to school. I was like, that was one of those moments in life where I'm like, that is the worst advice. And I did not follow it. And oh I did God. not follow it. And I'm so happy that I didn't because my life trajectory completely changed from doing it. So yeah, that was one of those moments. <laughs> I'm glad you left yes, that husband exactly. as well, that man. Last one. What Instagram account do you find oh, uplifting? I mean, I love... Because so many right? Instagram accounts can like bring us oh, down. No, I don't you know? follow those. Cause I'm like, the more we can usher in the light, the more we can bring in the lightness and the positivity and help giving pe- help give people the, you know, to look on the bright side, like exactly what you, you know, you talk about. And I think that's really what the world needs more of right now than the negativity. So the one that I love right now is spirit daughter. I love her work. She does astrology and like her quotes are just always like, they always hit me so hard. I, I actually repost a lot of her stuff cause it's, super helpful and it's always very resonant with what's happening with the planets and like what's happening in the world at that time and I'm getting more into studying that like astrology stuff so that's super helpful for me as well cool oh if you have time for one more question yeah so 80 percent of our immune system is in our gut which we talked about a little bit earlier right and you talk about how you can stimulate the vagus nerve which I've spoken about before and that you can stimulate yes. it through stomach work, which in return helps yeah. calm the nervous system. So if someone's really nervous and it's in there, is there something they can do even like with their yeah, hands? Yeah, actually without. That can help the vagus nerve? Like if you don't have, obviously with your roller, it's easier. We don't use a roller. We use um, the squishy ball. But um, you could, I mean, yeah, because the ball, it, the roller's too hard for the gut because it's, you know, quite soft and malleable. But um if you don't have any rolling tool and like, you're like, I just need to like, like a lot of times I'll do it even in bed before I go to sleep. You just lay on your stomach. You can do some little like swans or cobras and then just twist your body side to side and breathe into your body. So you're letting the kind of either your bed or the floor, or you could put a pillow on your belly. Um, and then just take a few breaths and twist a little bit and it will really help calm your nervous system because the vagus nerve is, is in your gut area as well. It's a one area where you can get to it. I know there's some other areas up here as well. So, but when we, when we, um, 
when we work with the vagus nerve, it just, it puts us into the other state of the nervous system. So the parasympathetic state, I write about this in my book, the power source. If you want to learn more about that, it's a great book, great resource where we go deeper and help people understand which emotions live in certain areas of the body and also helping the body go from fight or flight to rest, digest and heal. So that's one of my favorite tools for people to, for trauma or for, um, getting into more of a state of presence and, you know, getting into that calmer, more healing state, any kind of belly massage. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, you can just lay on your back and do belly massage with some oil. You can lay on your stomach, like I said, and do a few of those prone extensions. And then you can do the belly rolling with the body sphere, the squishy, just a nice squishy ball, nothing too hard. Yeah. See, I would have gotten on the roller. Okay. I'm glad you totally. That <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, no, but that's, 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 uh, yeah, that's really helpful to know. So thank you for tuning into this week's episode and a big shout out to Lauren for joining me. We're so thrilled to have you. Where can our listeners find you? Can you l sure. just list off? Um, so basically like where I put a lot of my energy right now, just cause it seems like it's the, the genre, but is Instagram. So that's just low rocks, bruh. And it's super easy and I've got lots of good, like simple, practical tips on there. I'm trying to put more kind of inspiration as well and mental health and emotional health and just living in a, a state of, um, you know, thriving instead of surviving. And then also you can check out my offering is right now is I have my books, but also my big thing right now is called the Align Life Studio. So it's basically this amazing one-stop shop wellness platform where we now just launch yoga uh, we're going to have ballet bar. So we're going to have these amazing, um, with this gorgeous professional dancer. She's an incredible um, leader as well. So we have a great yoga teacher. She's teaching meditation and breath work. And then we have all of my different um, sequences. So you can do the rebounding, the rolling, um, meditation, all kinds of, you know, we go into quantum, quantum healing. So it's pretty exciting. It's a great place to come and learn about just get more empowered with your body and your energy and um, start living, you know, in, in your way, your own aligned life. We have nutrition too. So um, that's my next book. I'm going to be writing about, about food and how we can change our relationship with food and have more joy and pleasure and love and peace with our food and our bodies. It's so important. That's awesome. Well, um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's all folks. Be sure to subscribe to Ben Better HBU and we you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Ben Better. How about you? To learn more, please visit benbetterhbu.com and check out our Instagram, bbhbu. Slide into our DMs with your questions and or comments. Also, be sure to subscribe for your weekly prescription. This pharmacy is open 24-7.